GB Tracky Bottoms. They're good. They're pretty good actually, yeah. I saw Victor in the tracky top, it looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. Have you got the full tracker? No, just the bottoms. Oh, I thought you were going to go straight on us. <laughs> Are they, what, can I touch them? Are they like a. Yeah, touch me up, feel free. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh, nice. <laughs> They're quite nice actually. Oh, God. Thick, I might get up there. Right, we ready? I've got my eggs. Oh, it's really ready. Tracky bottoms. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the North East Jits podcast. This time, episode 115, oh. 115. Oh, yeah. Not to all the nerds out there. Element 115 is a. Uh, don't do matter. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah, that was so good. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, we've got Professor Mike. Back, back on. on the show. I don't think I've been on since 100. Have yeah, I? Was it three? No. It's about uh, a while back. Yeah. Coach Loza, back in. Maybe you'll say something today. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> I don't feel like us three have done one for a while though. No, this feels very old school, doesn't it? Mm. Well, it's a catch-up episode, really, isn't it? And talking about what's coming up in the academy over the next few months. So it's quite nice to to do that. I think you, you had Mike Burton on last week. Had Mike on, Coach Mike. Uh, I think it, well, he said he enjoyed it. So. He's a cool guy. I yeah. like him. Great yeah, jiu-jitsu as well. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really good uke. He's a very good uke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's light. <laughs> she can launch him around. This is always good. You always want a light uke, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, there's a, definitely a skill to being a good uke. Like, giving enough resistance that you don't just flop over. I'm like, no, I don't, don't want you to fall over there. Or, like, but not giving so much that you're just trying to stop every technique from kind of working. His experience, though, isn't he? You know, yeah. I think when you get to Purple Belt, you know, you've been training for a long, long time. He's been training a long time. So you know, you know, it's, um, it's nice to have him in the academy. And I, I, I will say this before we start anything, like, um, I've noticed again like a real uptick in everyone's jiu-jitsu like comp team training last night was tough yeah so really nice roles some really good technique um, even a lot of the kind of like two three strike white belts that are training comp team now like Patrick and David that they're good and um, Ryan like the, the, they're bringing it so the standards are only coming up and then everyone has to come up with it otherwise you get left behind so I think across the board I'm certainly feeling that the jiu-jitsu just gone up another level again, which was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I felt that too, especially around, when you mentioned the, the white belts, but I think those more experienced units as well, like the wooden and some of the two-stripe blue belts, just like, well, no easy kind of day. Like, you got to really be on it or, yeah. or they're going to be catching you. So that's what we want. That's good. All right, so there's loads to catch up on, really. Is there any way we'd like to start? Well, why don't we start with, we put the, the little team trophy you'll have seen around the academy. We'll put that down in a minute. Um, we've brought all the trophies back from Empire that the team, the academy, have won over the last 18 months of competing. Uh, staggering performance, really. You know, like That's probably our biggest achievement, so the academy champions last summer, um, which is amazing. But we've got, and we've got that for the kids as well. We've got gi, no gi, everything, basically. And um, it's a real testament to... The students that do compete that they've put themselves on the line and also i think i'm really proud of it because we always speak about our, our differentiating factor i think our usp as a jiu-jitsu academy is the fact we're so community focused mm. it's all about people mm -hmm. and the jiu-jitsu is like it's what we do but it's not everything that we do mm -hmm. 
So the fact that we can still go out as a team and at all levels, kids, adults, masters, seniors, <coughs> compete and do well, it says a lot about our jiu-jitsu as well. And so I'm really proud of everyone for that. What I wanted to say today is to anyone who's listening who thinks that they may want to compete, you should come down to the comp class on a Tuesday night. Or you should maybe consider just doing it without coming to, I know Pete Dobbs competed at the weekend with Rock Chen in Manchester. I think Rock got a bronze, a blue belt, it's great. Pete won some matches. So it's definitely something you could you should consider. You obviously did really well on this time as well. Um, so yeah, I'm just proud of everyone, but I want to kick it on. I want to get more people involved because I think not only, it's not about winning the medals, it's about pushing yourself past your perceived limits. And, you know, people have to experience that at some point in their life because life's too easy now. Mm. You know, you, ne you never feel those nerves, really. Maybe if you public speak or whatever, but you, you don't. There's nothing that's really going to get you fired up and going to complain, man. Mm. Scary shit. How did you find it this time? Um, it's not your first blue belt company, second one. Third. Third one. Mm. Um, Experienced competitor. Yeah, yeah, you know. Veteran. I don't know. I think each time it gets less nerve-wracking, nerve although I don't think that I'd ever go because it's just the nature of it. Yeah. it? But I, I, every time I try not to, like, overthink it. But I always cut, don't I, which I think, I don't know if that's a good idea anymore because that always messes with my head. And I'm always, like, cut severely dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that very well. No. So eating no. cocoa pops for a no. week and not drinking. I don't, for a no, month. I don't. I think it's hard for women. Um, I think for women it's hard because we've got like our fucking cycles. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really hard. Like my weight can fluctuate, and it's not fat. It's like water retention or whatever. So that's really hard. But I'm going to go do the real one on Sunday, and that's wow. under 69. So I, I don't need to cut for that. And who else is coming down to Rio? Is anyone else going down to it? Just you? South, yeah, Moff. Moff. Repping. On my own. Repping GDRL. I think Johnny's going to meet me there. He's on a stag do, so that's if he makes it. Okay, no, we'll count on that. If I lose, then no one knows. I can just go home and be like, You'd be bumping into Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like, hey. That's cool, man. Yeah, but no, I just, I don't know. I just want to keep doing it for myself and just keep keep going at it. See what happens. I think when you get into the, I mean, I did. did I, have you competed a lot? Like in the early belts, I competed like a white belt, blue belt, purple belt all the time. Mm. Like three, four, five times a year sometimes. It wasn't kind of like all the time. Mm -hmm. And you get into a role with it where your weight doesn't go up too much. You're kind of on it. You're pretty sharp. Mm -hmm. And it seems to get easier. Mm. You, seem to get be oh, you seem to get better results because you're just conditioned to it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think if, if there was more it, locally... I do them all the time, but mm. traveling sometimes is a bit of a, especially if you've only got like one fight as well, it's like a long way to go, isn't it, for some mm. of them. I'd like to, um, sorry, I know you want to say something. I'd like to get a team ready to maybe do the British next year. Yeah. It's around the same time as the Empire, isn't it? It was the week after, wasn't mm. it? So it'd be nice to do like a warm up at Empire, then the following week, like go down, close the academy, take a full team down. Yeah. yeah you know, like we did the English Open. Yeah. Time. That'd be quite nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would. Because that's going to be the best competition. Mm hmm. Are you going to say something? I think uh, to your earlier point around how well we've done considering that competition really isn't the focus of the academy. Um, and I think if you look back to what Luke, Professor Lewis was saying, you can kind of see what an academy focus on, focuses on when you look at the, the timetable. Like there's a lot of academies that would be like, I need to have at least three comp team sessions a week, kind of, or comp team sessions every day for for like, you know, something like GB Texas, I think, is like a, um, Houston with uh, Draculino. 
they've got like comp team sessions like every day kind of thing. But they're like a very competition focused team. Pretty much if you're a, a world's level expiring GB athlete, you'll probably go do your, your camp in in Austin, uh, in Houston. Well, Draculino used to be like, used to do a lot of the comp teams for GB globally, didn't he? Yeah, you? like, uh, you know, he's got obviously like a load of, of the best competitors under him, like Homolo and came up under him. Uh, but, you know, if you look at our timetable, it's all like kid stuff, like, uh, like GB1 programs, you know? So it's like giving a good entryway for like kids and families so that we can still go out and compete to a good degree whether that's coming first second third like we're always usually in some kind of in the in the top positions obviously locally but um i think that's like a real testament to uh, to the academy as a whole on that as well i think because obviously there's the kids comp team as well those guys did it amazing yeah. like uh, really good but when i was talking to kevin frosty about this there's no new blood in it. There's just like, there's just the hardcore yeah. people you kind of, because uh, initially, I don't know if you remember, when we first started Comp Team, it was like a fairly like big class. You mm. might remember, like, you know, mm -hmm. similar to like what a normal class would be yeah. from like LT2 or, you know, juniors and teens. But when a lot of those initial kids that realized what it was, yeah. uh, they just wanted to do like their normal classes and have a bit more fun, which was great. I, I told them like, that's, that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But now I would really like it if the class became more diversified and we had yeah. some younger, as in maturity wise of the level of the students come in. So it's not just always Gabe versus Lakeel or, you know, yeah. they're learning each other, learning more different parts of other people's jujitsu games. So I think for the kids, me and Kev were talking about running some like comp team tryouts, giving like a little option for kids that are maybe curious about what comp team is, a chance to invite them for just like a one-off session, come find out what it is, what it's about, do you like it, do you want to continue kind of mm -hmm. thing. So maybe keep an eye out for that if you're a parent listening. And, uh, when do you think that might be then? Is this, this before the summer break? I'd like to do this before the summer break, yeah. So probably sometime in June or, or July. And what age are you thinking to open that to? We had, I mean, just shout out to Joseph Fan. I think he was the youngest competitive on the Oh, yeah, he's so yeah. good. Amazing. I, I, was, I was saying to Danny as well, not only just on his, on his jiu-jitsu, which is great, and you know, the, the older kids like Lakeel and Gabe and Sam Dawson, where I heard them talking after last comp team session, saying, Joey's amazing, can't wait. Like, when he's our age, he's going to be able to destroy yeah. us all. But for me, the biggest takeaway for Jay was just his maturity yeah. because he was there by himself. Like mum wasn't there, dad wasn't mm -hmm. there, obviously because I had to look after Oscar. Um, so he just down there by himself and he just got himself sorted. Like mm. eight years old, was yeah. like in the bullpen, pen waiting for him, like waiting by his mat. Like didn't, ha didn't have to shadow any of the adults, but like trying to latch on to anyone. Unreal. Just didn't, got, got himself sorted. So I was really proud of his character for that. And whatever the result, he's just like, yeah, I had fun. Like, yeah. It was great. Like, he's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'd say to any parent listening um, who's considering maybe exposing the child to jiu-jitsu competition. We always kind of said eight was our kind of threshold. I don't know if we're going to change that, but the main reason for that was we wanted to make sure that kids had a positive experience. And, and often, you know, my son included, really struggled with defeat in competition. Mm -hmm. Such an emotive experience. <clears throat> You build yourself up, build up, you're nervous, nervous, then you lose in front of everyone. Yeah. It's devastating. And what we don't want is for kids to be put off by that. So I think the idea of tryouts is great because you're going to push them a bit harder than class. Mm -hmm. They're going to get to see what they have to do. But ultimately, if you can get your child into competition in jiu-jitsu early, the development of their ability to 
do anything in life is just going to be so much better. I mean, imagine like Joseph Ali having to go and stand in front of a class full of kids and present his work. Like, easy. Mm-hmm. I've just had a competition in front of like 200 people. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's like Kobe. He used to like cry if he lost at a board game. Like, he just absolutely loses his mind. And now he's like, he's volunteering to want to go and do competition. And he's Brilliant. just like, yeah, like he gets it, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's totally changed him, I think. I think it's a great initiative. So sometime in June or July before the summer break. Yeah, we're gonna open it up for those guys and there'll still be comp teams for like eight plus. But I think that the uh, there is the plan at the moment to bring back the kids' advanced class. So, you know, if you're a parent of a LC one five to seven years old and you want your kid to go compete, they can go compete. You don't have to be in the comp team, just like you right. said about Pete and Rock. You don't have to be in the comp team to compete and you'll still, you know, do well. Like you don't. You're going to get more sparring and stuff like that in comp team, but if your kid's fairly advanced and they're doing the advanced class, they'll still be getting rounds in. So um, so I wouldn't worry about that. Awesome. So well done, everyone. Competition. Come speak to us if you want to get involved. All right. You know what else has been <laughs> going on? Doing really well. GBF was. Yes. Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, love it. Yeah, really good. Apart from when you get nervous. No, I don't, no, I don't. Like, obviously, it's normal. I've never done it before, and it's like... What's more nerve-wracking, competing or teaching GBF? Competing. All right, good. What about if you're teaching GBF with Mike in the room? (laughs) (laughs) No, you stress me out more than Mike. Yeah, you do. You do stress me out more. Yeah, because he's volatile and what he's going to do. No, yeah. Yeah, just hit him with a hard cross face when you're teaching. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Um... Yeah, got myself all psyched up and then I was like, oh. <laughs> um, no, I think, I don't know. I feel like you're like really like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You just stress me out. But I'll get over it. <laughs> but, the, the, get but, over co- it. <laughs> but coaching yourself, you've kind of grown to grown into it. And yeah. do you feel more comfortable now as a coach? Yeah. Just, yeah. It's like only halfway week. through, right? It's yeah, like yeah. four weeks. Yeah, in. yeah. Every week I definitely feel more chill about it than I did in the beginning. Um, but I think, I don't know, I was saying, I think, because obviously I'm just, I've only been doing it less than two years, so it's like sometimes you're like, question yourself, don't you, or you feel like, not that you guys would, but you, I feel like you sat there thinking, what the fuck, that's, that's not right, or that's not how you do it, or, but I don't know, I guess you've just got to have a bit more self-belief, haven't you? And, well, what, what I would say to that is, and I, I would say this to all the lead coaches, not to you, because I know you've been running that project, but... Uh, the GBF project, but if it was a lead coach coming in to teach GB1 or whatever, I always say to them, like, just teach it to your level. Mm. Like, you're not there to know all the answers. You're no. not there to teach it to black belt standard. Yeah. You know, just teach the curriculum as the ICP showed you mm-hmm. because the people listening are brand new. So mm-hmm. for them, like, it's way more than enough. Yeah. You know, three techniques, basic, simple, that's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think as a coach, you want to give everything, but actually, sometimes less is more. I just think like class experience is more important than the technical yeah. like level. I know, and, and I get reminded of that all the time. I think it even reminded me uh, when we we're doing GBF of the week because we were doing like some side control escapes that were a bit harder, and then we just did like on the other class it was like side control to half guard, and then the second technique was going from half guard to close guard, and in my head like that's way too basic. Like no one's going to enjoy doing that. And then that was the class they enjoyed more. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a few things like when I uh, started teaching as well, I remember uh, I was getting ready to teach the Kimura in a class and um, 
I watched through like all of Danaher's Kimura stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching it and I remember thinking like, well, Professor Lewis taught me the Kimura like quite a lot. Like how can we like missed out all these details? Like I'm sure he like would have known about it. And then uh, I was like, man, I can't believe like he just like held out on me. But now as like a coach, I realized like I wasn't ready to have all those details. If, if he gave me, you know, six different details and there's probably, you know, a thousand more that he could have given me, you know, I would have missed like the essence of what the technique is. Like, yeah. and that's what being a good coach is. I was speaking to Mike about that on the last podcast. It's about what what can you break down? Can you break down this technique into the the essence of what it is? Like before it can become something else. What's the like the bare bones of it to to give you this idea of the technique? And then all the other stuff is just like add-ons that you can learn eventually. But when you're first learning something, you can't you can't start at point you know, Z, you got to go through like A, B, C's first, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I also think, I mean, I always try to deliver the concept or principle behind everything because if you know that, yeah, that's the deepest level of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Now, put your hand here, put your foot there, do this, do that. That's, that's superficial, that's basic. Mm -hmm. But to that point exactly, like, it's really understanding the why for everything. If you can get... If you can get that across, then that's the deepest level of understanding. But actually, as a lead coach at Blue Belt, Purple Belt, you don't need to do that. It should be, do this, put your foot there, do that, mm -hmm. done. And then if you want to learn the why, you come to GB2 or you come to GB3. Mm -hmm. It's um, fine. It's also, it's very natural just for, for you to feel nervous if me or Mike are in the room. Like, I was speaking to Victor when I was in Portugal because we were going to Cascais and we were just going to be in the class. He, you know, he wasn't teaching. Ollie did end up actually teaching a bit. Uh, I was saying, like, do you think the instructors, because they were black belts and stuff, and usually know their academies, uh, do you think they feel nervous when you're there? Obviously, he's the head of GB Europe, and he's like, he's like, he said, if it was me, I'd be feeling nervous. <laughs> <laughs> do you he, get nervous when Victor's around? Yeah, and because uh, he was saying even he gets nervous if uh, Braulio's in the room or Master Carlos or Flavio, someone like someone that he looks up to in. Mm -hmm in like the GB community. But, but that's the reason. It's not because I'm nervous that I might do something wrong. It's no. that I respect him so much, I want him to know that I've done a good job. Mm. So I want his approval. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it's just a natural thing. Yeah, I talk about that when I do my public speaking. Like it's not the fear of failure that people have when before they do anything. It's competition, it's public speaking, teaching, whatever. It's the fear of not fitting in. Mm. So it's the community accepting you. It's the class saying that, that you did a good job. It's not forgetting the techniques. Like, that's not why you're nervous. Mm. You're nervous because you want people to enjoy what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just a biological, social thing. Like, you know, we have to fit into communities because if we don't, as a human, if we're outcast away from the community, we're vulnerable and we don't succeed. So um, it's good to remember that sometimes. Like, the content is actually irrelevant. To your point, it's the experience. Mm -hmm. And the GBX, they call it, right, in the ICP, like GB experience, that's what we're so heavy on here. It's like making sure everyone has a great time yeah. and everyone yeah. takes something away. So we're almost at the halfway point. Tonight, there's the open chat. Mm -hmm. uh, so some of those ladies will be stopping behind for a coffee and some cake yeah. or whatever. And anyone's invited to the open chat, right? Like if you're hearing this, well, it's too late. Yeah, it's, come it's been out. and gone. Yeah, next it's time. <laughs> um, but it's a great opportunity for people to spend some time off the mats with yeah. the community, uh -huh. right? Absolutely. And already some of those ladies have signed up. Yeah. As members, right? So they're now doing GBF and GB1. I know. And uh, we had a great offer for them if they wanted to join. So it's a no-brainer. a few more yet as well.
I hope so, man. And it's testament to what you've done. It's testament to the project. And, um, and to the ladies as well who've had the courage to come and do it because it ain't easy. No. I was saying to the comp team last night before we ended, you know, remember what it was like to be new mm -hmm. at Jiu-Jitsu. It's hard to remember that when you've been here for two years. Mm -hmm. But it's nerve-wracking, man. It's scary. Yeah. And so I would encourage everyone in our community to make sure that when, any, when you see someone new on the mat, have the courage yourself to go up and introduce yourself and say yeah. hi. And then make sure you're taking care of those people for the first little while right let's make sure when you're rolling with them it's a great experience and it's yeah. not about you it's about them because that's what we were doing for you mm -hmm. for ages you know what i mean we were giving you all the room in the world to work only now we're doing our jiu-jitsu with you so make sure you do that to them and look after them because new members are, are quite delicate aren't they one bad experience mm -hmm. can put you off shooting for a long time yeah. you go man if this is jiu-jitsu i don't want to do it yeah. that happened to me i don't know if i told this story but when I left the Marines, I was trying to find Jiu-Jitsu in London and I went to an academy and it was like, I think it might have been like the early Roger days. Like it was underneath some flyover, awful through a housing estate and I just got beaten up by Brazilians all night. And then this crowd around me at the desk and went, sign up, sign up. And I was like, shit. Mm. And I thought, this is Jiu-Jitsu, man. I don't like it. Mm. So we've got to be careful to give everyone a great experience. Mm. Everyone has to play their part on that. But well done, Lars, for GBF so far. Yeah, Halfway. They're all, yeah, they're all doing really well. I think they're going to go and... Smash all the guys. Smash <laughs> yeah. No, they are. They're really good. Really, good. really good. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see. All right, so we've got some other stuff coming up. We've got uh, Way coming back today. She's in the country. Mm. Is she already back? She's in London. I see. Today, I think. But she's back in the academy next week. So 8th of June. If you are around um, lunchtime class, try and get in. Come and see Way. Um, I mean, I'm not, way. if you're listening, you might need to bake your own cake. We're going to do some cakes for you as well. She does not need to bake her own cake. She's probably I'm been gonna missing it. it. She's probably been no, missing it. No, she's not baking her own cake. She probably balloons. will bake her own Mike's cake. Mike's wilting away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just take you through the cake. Mike's like, Everyone is looking cake. so much more fitter in the academy since we've been away. It's been lovely to, um, to see where you go away and do something that she's always wanted to do because I know yeah. for her, it took quite a bit of courage to go do that. Yeah. To travel on your own is a bigger thing anyway. But also to maintain her place within the academy and mm. the things that she does behind the scenes, which people don't see, but it's all the kind of data, it's all the numbers that informs us on how healthy the business is and a lot of the new initiatives. Got some great stuff coming up for the summer gathering, which Way's been leading on. So, so Way's back. Summer gathering's 22nd of J July. We'll be putting a note out for that to book on. Professor Lewis is going to come and teach a seminar for us at midday, uh, which is phenomenal. He's, he's amazing jiu-jitsu, obviously, as you know. Uh, and then there'll be some big promotions, which are long overdue, which is great. And some recognition for members who've been members for a long time. So that's a new initiative that we're bringing in. Have we spoke about that yet? I think you did we, briefly. You dropped a little hint, didn't you, Anna? It's a project I've been working on for probably about a year to get it right. Um, and... We just want to make sure that we're recognising people who've been members for one, two years, and not just it's not just about the belt. It's about and the promotions. It's about recognising that you're part of our community for a long time. Mm. So some cool stuff coming. Then we've got a cool announcement for June. Uh, it's the thirty first today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be the second when this goes out, and you would have already heard about it, hopefully, but. 
just to lay it down in a bit more detail. There's a referral incentive going on because we usually run the Red Shield referral where you get 30% off. If, if you refer someone, they'll also get 30% off. You get 30% off of a GBWare order. And then for June though, we've got this cool promotion running where, so if you sign, if you, let's say Mike, you refer me, which actually did happen actually as it happens. You would get a rush card, right? Free rush card. I would get my free GB one uniform. Okay. So it's 35 quid to me yep. in value and 100. Now let's say you refer Lauren, she signs up, right? She's still going to get a free uniform. So that's happy. She saves 105 quid, 150 quid. Uh, you're going to get also free GB1 uniform. All right, happy days. Right, now you sign up Jim Munton. Also did, I don't know. <laughs> did do that as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he's still going to get a free uh, uniform, so saving himself 150 quid. But you're going to get a free annual membership. So you're going to get the rest. T, 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 T. Say it again. Say that again. <laughs> so you'll get a whole year of training for free. Um, there's only three of these available, so uh, you know, act on it quick if you if you're up for that challenge. Is that the first person to refer three, or is that like the person who refers the most? Let's say there's like five people who do it. That'll just be the first three people who get to refer in three people. <laughs> and they they have to become full members, right? This is not just a trial class. Yeah, this is signed up. They end up members. signing up um, and become like a normal member. Obviously, they get the ben you, they get the benefit because. They know you, they're getting a free uniform. So you're helping someone out um, financially when it, when it comes to jiu-jitsu. And obviously there's an incentive for you as well. And a cool little challenge within the academy, if people are getting competitive with mm. it, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah. pre I mean, it's a, an amazing deal, right? Like that's worth a thousand quid, yeah. 979 quid. So if, you know, if you're paying, you know, you're 89 pound a month at the moment, then you're gonna, for the next 12 months, be paying nothing and still training. That's fucking pretty cool. Yeah, really good. Uh, hope people try and make the most of it. Yeah, and I think, you know, more deeper than that, what we're trying to do here is incentivize people to encourage people to try jiu-jitsu. A bit like we've done in the GBF. You know, we, we can do Facebook ads and all that, and we can pull people off the street, but actually it's a better fit for us in terms of our culture if people bring people in that yeah. share the same values. Because we're just building that nucleus of members which share the same values as us, right? Um, so hopefully it'll fly. Um, it's T's initiative. I have to say I'm nervous about it because it's going to cost us a lot of money. <laughs> but um, I think longer term, I'd like to see it be successful. So we're going to ask Way to kind of pull the numbers on this from a business perspective and make sure it works. If it is, then we'll do it every year. And so every year you've got the opportunity to line three friends up and go and get yourself a year's free training. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like, like you say, beyond the... Uh the incentives kind of stuff. I think the real benefit of having someone join jiu-jitsu is because, I mean, like like when you were, like, you introduced me to jiu-jitsu, right? And now, and now we're like working- Academy owners. Academy owners together. Um, but for, that, that might be on the more unique side of, of times you're gonna refer someone, but absolutely every time you refer someone to jiu-jitsu, you don't know how it's gonna change their lives. Mm -hmm. Like whether it was you know Johnny getting you into jiu-jitsu and that then the benefits it's now had on you, mm -hmm. well the people that you know could have all those benefits from jiu-jitsu as well, uh, but they might just need like 
the hand holding for a little bit and say, no, come with me. I'll do a class with you. See what it's about. If you like it, you like it. Join up. If you don't like it, that's fine. Um, but it could have a real impact on someone's life. And ultimately, like, the cool thing is, like, if you're having an impact on, if I'm, let's say you sign up, Mike, and it has an impact on your life, well, that has also has an impact on Sarah's life and Gabe's life and Austin's yeah. life because you're going to be a better person all around. So, you know, referring one person might just seem like a little thing, but the the scatter effect of that one thing can be massive. Yeah. You're paying it back, aren't you? I think if you don't, you can't. Yeah. If, you, if you're not sharing, if you love jiu-jitsu and it gives you something in your life and you're not sharing it, it's kind of a bit selfish. Mm. You know, why would you not? You know, you know the benefits to you. In fact, this week I've had someone, I won't name them because I'll let them tell the story, but approaches and said, look, I'm going to have a full change of career and I want to own my own school one day. And they're a blue belt now and they're like, this is a two, three, four or five year plan. I'd like to own my own school. Like, phenomenal. Yeah. I know two students who want to do that, you know, and, and that's a pathway for anybody. So, you know, if you want to run your own business one day and you love jujitsu, you can put the two together in Gracie Baja and you can run the school three miles from here mm. and it, it's your own little business phenomenal um where you get to earn money you get to build something of your own and you get to change people's lives it's, it's amazing it's yeah i've uh, i've certainly got a lot of friends who uh are kind of jealous of of what i do in a way because um i get to love what i do when i show up every day and that's like mega unique it's worth six figures, man. Yeah. It's a hundred percent worth. You could be getting six figures in a call center on doing sales in Leeds City Center, tied to a desk mm -hmm. when the sun's out, hating your life, hating your boss, no control, you know, fixed ceiling. Or you could be doing something you love every day, helping people, having fun, and get paid 30, 40, 50 grand. Like, I know which one I'd choose. Hundred percent. So if that is you, by the way camera's going to turn off in a minute but if that is you and you've got aspirations to coach or to even run your own business one day come and speak to me i could definitely make it happen easy <clears throat> absolutely all right so do we have anything else we need to catch up on i think that's it mate really summer gathering we've got a summer break coming up we've got some things we want to do in the academy uh, to make it look even nicer done gbf done competition I think that's it, mate, isn't it? Sounds good. Any other jitsy topics we want to talk about? Jitsy topics? <laughs> no, mate. No, I don't think so. Um, obviously, new timetable's been running for a while. I think it's, it's going pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll have seen there's new academies starting in Leeds all the time. Just have a look what they do. And uh, hopefully you feel proud that we've got the best timetable now. Classes all the time. Amazingly, coaches. Um, really nice to see the students uh, really support some of those classes that are, uh, are led by the junior kind of coaches in like Kevin Frosty's Saturday class is uh, packed this packed, weekend when I yeah. came in it was like 20 odd people Thursday too Thursdays, it's always busy. Tuesdays are busy Fruits um, class yeah Sam Hewitt's no gi but packed last night yeah. yeah I was like I don't know if there's enough space in that room yeah. he was people. counting the people like trying <laughs> yeah, to get more yeah, 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 yeah. he's fighting this weekend too so shout out to Sam yeah, um, yeah. for his fight this weekend I had a little roll with him the other day he feels strong man um, yeah no it's great and bar half it I think Kev's been averaging like 10 12 people and bar half it on a Wednesday as always like we said these things will stay in place if you use them. So if you're using them, 10, 12 people, great. We'll just carry on mm -hmm. and we'll just build it out. You know, I'd like to get to a stage where we've got 
you know, classes every morning, classes every lunch, classes every night, classes every weekend. And um, we've not announced it yet, but we're working really hard, aren't we, to try and secure a major seminar for the end of the year. So it'll be yeah. our three-year anniversary in December, and we're trying to bring in, you know, probably the biggest name in jiu-jitsu in the UK up here to do a seminar for us. Yeah, I imagine. Pay for that. I imagine if it goes ahead, we'll have an announcement around the summer gathering. I don't imagine. Um. Yeah, well, what have I been going doing? Not a lot, obviously. <laughs> no, not a lot. I've been playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> oh. uh, I enjoyed competing. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was a tough match, right? Tough competitor. Yeah, the guy ended up becoming, like the guy I thought was the the top ranked guy on the on the day of like top competitors, but. Um, See, I'm kind of the opposite, I think, to where, or maybe you were saying that like, you're getting better at it, but I don't really get n nervous before matches, um, which I don't say with like a bravado. I wish I did get more nervous because I felt like I would compete better mm. with like that bit of kind mm -hmm. of nerves going in. I don't know where that's from, whether it's from just um, competing in more like painful sports like tie boxing, like you can win a tie boxing match but still be like in a lot of pain <laughs> for like days after, whereas you can lose dramatically a jiu-jitsu match and still be okay. Mm -hmm. I think the, the match that you had, I think when he took you back initially, I think everyone thought that's it. Mm. So to survive that first attack and, and escape yeah. from there was like props to you. You know, yeah. this, this guy's, was he Iranian or something? Like some high level yeah. jiu-jitsu guy. Um, I remember someone like, I've, I think I, I can't remember if it was, I think it was both like when I, I could, I had my back take, I, had, I said, I had just heard from the crowd someone say, that guy looks so calm. <laughs> <laughs> Nasal breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but that's a skill in itself, yeah. you know, not panicking, yeah, just yeah, thinking yeah. through the process. It's all good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, am I meant to be looking more panicked? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or I don't know if that nerve thing comes from just, you know when you're traveling a lot and you go into new academies all the time, it's almost like you're going to compete. Yes, it is. And then now I just want, if I'm competing, it's just like, well, it's no different from when you go to an academy for the first time, you're meeting someone for the first time yeah. and you have a role and they don't want to look embarrassed in front of their coach, they're going to try and put it on you. Um, I think it's very similar to that, to be honest. Uh, but it's good. People have asked me if I want to keep competing. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm sure I will compete again, but it's not something I plan to do regularly just because I don't find actually get many like personal development stuff from it mm. uh, or at least I kind of got what I wanted to get from this one but it's not something I need to be reaffirming every two three months or anything like that it'd be good for maybe like I think that's why I'm keen on doing something like that British every year where we take mm. a team because that's there's a good opportunity for you to go do it if you're going to do it you may as well do it on the British stage yeah and really challenge yourself um, so I like to do that but again, just to reiterate our first kind of point, if you feel like you want to compete or you want to, you're just curious about it, then just come and speak to us because we want more people doing it. All right. All right. Well, Good so. to see you all. Yeah. Anything from you? No, not got any. Any great input? <laughs> no. Where are you going anyway? I was all dressed up. Or is this for just podcast wear? On a need to know basis. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> you don't need to, need to know. I definitely don't. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for putting this on, T. Oh, good. Okay, until next time, guys. We'll